It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Hey guys, this is uh, James, formerly in New Mexico, now in Florida, calling in, talking about, you know, favorite memories of this season. Honestly, I know it might sound cheesy, that we were right before Christmas probably was one of my favorite parts about the whole season, just because it kind of encapsulated everything that we were doing, you know, for the season and everything that we had watched and truly seeing how special this team was and everything that we had. But I mean, I guess if I had to pick a play or a, a game or something like that, I'd probably go with, I guess, what was truly Wentz's coming out party against Washington at home. Went 7 out of 10 against the Blitz. Lined up as if they're coming after him, and they do. And he's in trouble. Wentz will be escaping from the 18-yard line. How in the world did that happen? First down out to the 44-yard line. That was just a truly phenomenal, you know, performance that we saw and just really showed the you know the country of what he can do and what this team had so uh love what you guys are doing keep it up man go birds the eagles are going to the super bowl i still cannot believe that it is happening this week and of course if the eagles are going to the super bowl fantasy season is long long gone right oh no 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 not at DraftKings. the fantasy football season never stops there so while the season long league is long gone and we are sitting there kicking back drinking beers and rooting on the birds it is not too late to draft a new fantasy football team and win money while doing it. Check out the brand new single game showdown at DraftKings. It's the newest way to play one week fantasy football and drafting your team is faster than ever. All you do is draft six players. That's it. Four offensive, two defensive. Obviously, I'm all picking Eagles players, but you do you. You can choose between public contests with big cash prizes or private contests where you can even just compete against a group of your friends. So get to DraftKings.com now and use promo code BGNR to play for free with your first deposit for your share of hundreds of thousands of dollars in total prizes. This Sunday for the big game, that's promo code BGNR to compete for your share of hundreds of thousands of dollars in total prizes. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Welcome into the 25th, a.k.a. the LaShawn McCoy a.k.a. the Super Bowl preview. 
edition of the Counterpoint Podcast brought to you by BGN Radio, bgnradio.com, and bleedinggreennation.com. I'm your host, Jack Fritz, as always. And guys, let's go right into the trust tree very early here. We're going to go, we're not even going to really set up the show. We're just going right into the trust tree because I got some things I got to get off my chest. First off, um, I already recorded this podcast, so the reason why uh, it wasn't out already was because uh, it sounded like I was talking underwater, and I don't know how it happened, but I got the whole thing recorded. It was a really strong episode. It was a lot of fun, and then I sent it to Barchard, and he was like, it sounds really bad. It sounds like shit, and I was like, that's not nice to talk about me like that, John, but instead it was more just about how bad uh, the the sound quality was, which is weird because I've never had problems before. So uh, I will actually I'm gonna release the unreleased version on my Twitter account. If you you know if you want to listen to it, it doesn't really matter if you want to listen to it or not. But I'm gonna put it up there anyway so that you know you can enjoy it if you want. But this is the 25th episode of the Counterpoint Podcast officially uh, brought to you by BGN Radio and BGNRadio.com and BleedingGreenNation.com. So uh, let's go right into the trust tree very early on here because we've got a lot of things we got to talk about in said trust tree this week so uh first off i just want to say that it is time i know we don't want to do it guys i know because the people listening to this podcast are are not diehard eagles fans they are diseased eagles fans and if you live in the city, you see people around, you, you live outside the city, but you live in other parts of the country or across the pond with our European friends, um, you're seeing an increase in Eagles gear. And yes, we all hate getting in conversations with other Eagles fans because you know they don't care as much as you do. And it's just like you're just trying to make this conversation not super awkward and you're trying to move on. But I think it's time that we embrace the fakes. Now, I say this as a guy who has never had... Actually, I did have my first normal encounter with someone after they said, go birds, and I said, let's get it done. It was a normal, it was a normal occurrence for me. I felt weird, but you know what? When your team's in the Super Bowl and your team's on a roll and the whole city's feeling it, I don't want to take away from their feelings, saying, like, listen, you just don't care about as much. You don't care about the team as much as I do. I don't want to be that guy. And I don't think you'd want to be either. So I think it's time that we embrace the fakes. Now, we can still have our awkward conversations because they're going to happen because you can't change the way you do. But I'm kind of I, – I don't know if I have the same vigor towards them. This is, feels a lot like 2008 when the Phillies won the World Series. And after that, everyone's out wearing their Phillies gear and talking about the team and whatnot. And you know they don't care as much as you do because you, you watched the team before they were good. Back in the Robert Person, Omar Dahl, Randy Wolf era – but, you know, when the, when the team's good, the city's alive, it, it jumps, it just, it, it's a really cool feeling. So I think on this day, February 3rd, we have to embrace the fakes. We have to embrace the fakes. And I think a way to, to show that you are a diseased Eagles fan is if you go up to someone and, or they say something to you, there needs to be a slogan between you two. So you can so you can be like mano y mano. You're a real fan. I'm a real fan. Let's actually talk about the team, not just hey, how about that Nick Foles guy? I think we need to come up with a slogan, and I'm not creative creative enough to come up with a slogan on my on my own. So I'm asking you out there listening to this podcast. I want you to not close your eyes. Don't close your eyes. Keep them open and don't drive off the road because I'm going to get to that in one second. 
Uh, I want to come up with a slogan that you can see that if you see another Eagles fans out and you're striking up a conversation, I want you to say this slogan so you know you're talking to a real one. And I want you to email your ideas to counterpointmailbag at counterpoint.com. Simple as that. Give me your slogan. We'll come up with one together as a podcast. And when we see each other in public, we'll actually have a normal conversation about the Eagles. Also, forgot, another reason why I'm recording this podcast is because I wanted to get that out there. And i got a lot of really good counterpoint mailbag questions this week regarding Super Bowl parties and how to handle these Super Bowl parties slash Super Bowl activities. And I just wanted to make sure that you sent those to me in trusting that I would get back to you with a real answer. You know what? I wasn't going to let that happen this week. I wasn't going to let that happen. So second time is second time's always better for a podcast. It's just like golf. You know, the second drive is always right down the middle, I feel like. So this is how I feel about this podcast. Another thing, we're in the trust tree, and I know a couple weeks ago I told you guys to close your eyes, and a couple of people emailed me slash tweeted me saying, hey, I almost died. Uh, that's on you. And I was like, sure, it is on me, but for the, for the good of the team. And if you remember, uh, a couple weeks ago I was up in Maine, and I didn't go on the Beehive Trail because it was dangerous. And yes, even though an old Asian lady passed me, I wasn't dying. Here's my advice for this week, for the Super Bowl week, even though it's Saturday, so you have to listen to this podcast between... Today and tomorrow if you want to get ready for the Super Bowl. Don't die. Don't die this week. This is not the week that you want to go around dying. This is the Super Bowl, okay? It's time to, if, if clutch gene time. It's time to use your clutch gene. Game day is in one day. My advice to you this week, don't die. Don't die. Stay alive. Watch this game. Be happy. Celebrate forever because they're going to beat the Patriots. Also, another reason why we're in the trust tree is because last week, I think people gave, got the impression that it was anti-Buffalo chicken dip. And I just want to nip that in the bud right now. I love Buffalo chicken dip. Buffalo chicken dip is, is my favorite kind of dip. It, honestly, I will go to parties just for Buffalo chicken dip. Now, the reason why I was attacking Buffalo chicken dip was because, one, I had it on my mind. And two, I was just saying that I don't need people reaching for Buffalo chicken dip in the middle of the game. You don't want that. There has to be a certain set of guidelines towards watching the Super Bowl. And one of them is no dip eating in the middle of gameplay. Commercial break, fine. But when I'm watching Nick Foles march down the field, I don't need someone reaching over and messing with my psyche going for buffalo chicken dip. I think you guys just have to set guidelines on your Super Bowl parties. There's no talk during gameplay. I think that's a fair, honest thing. You can talk during the commercials. If something bad happens, I don't need a stupid, stupid fucking... Wow, that's a real shame that happened. I loathe watching games with those people. Listen, guideline number one, no talking during gameplay. There's no, if there's no talking during gameplay, unless something big happens, like a touchdown, you stand up and shoot, that's fine. Perfectly fine. Or like they, they throw an interception, it's like, ah, oh, fuck. Fine. Just like no dumbass fucking takes. That's all, that's all I want. Guidelines. That's the number one guideline. And honestly, might be the only guideline you need. There's no reaching for dip across the table. None of that. Those are two guidelines. I think that's all I got to say um, about being in the trust tree earlier this episode. So we weren't right into the trust tree. We haven't even gotten to the Patriots game yet, which is which is crazy. But we'll get to that uh, right now. So I don't know if you guys have heard this this week, but if the Eagles want to beat the Patriots, they're going to have to win the battle of the trenches. They're going to have to hit Tom Brady. And really, I think they're going to have to score... Uh, more points than the Patriots. So if they want to win the Super Bowl, they're going to have to score more points than the Patriots. And also, this might be a trap game. I can't tell yet. But I'm going to enlist some help from my friends 
and see what they think. So first up is James Seltzer. Like I said, there's there's three keys that the Eagles have to do if they want to win this football game. One, they got to win the battle of the trenches. Two, they got to hit Tom Brady. And three, they got to score more points than the Patriots. Which is the key to victory in your opinion? It, it's a it's a great question. I, I think yes, these are you. really the three true keys to victory that you could choose. So Jack, you've you've really nailed it here. Well, that's why I have the podcast. Uh, but I, look, I think you, you think about it long and hard, and, and I think you have to come back to the same decision every time. It is it is clearly. They have to score more points. You can't win the game without scoring more points than the other team. Thus, that has to be the most crucial. It's, it's I, I don't see how you logic. choose anything else. No, I mean, it's, it's sound logic. And well, and let me ask you why you're here, because th- thank God you're here. Um, <laughs> is this a trap game? Well, obviously. Of course it's a trap game. I mean, game. look, you can't play 18 games in a season that are trap games and then have the 19th game not be a trap game. Right, right? I mean, you got to keep so, it consistent. John yeah. Barchard. Get your beautiful ass in here. Yeah, John, uh, speaking I just, of traps, huh? You guys think it can be fucking Tom Brady, huh? Yeah, I mean. Doesn't it, even fucking matter because all that matters is points. Guess should, what Tom Brady does? Scores points. I have a different fuck. question. Should they, should they? Should the Eagles even show up? Probably not. Probably not because the, the Patriots are I mean, playing. you just say like, oh, well, they could really match up here. And it's like, yeah, Bill Belichick, <laughs> Tom Brady. That's all you fucking need to know, you Philly fucks. What are you doing down? Well, see, I just went in. I went back into Philadelphia <laughs> yeah, for a moment. But what like, are you uh, doing? I, said, I yeah, don't like yeah. it. I don't know. So don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it, clearly you just got to score more points. Right? Yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely That's like it's gonna be hard game. to win if you don't score more points than the yeah. Patriots. So um, I agree. Do you think Trey Thomas would find this funny at all? <laughs> Maybe. Should we ask? Let's him? go. Let's go see if he's 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 uh, got it down. Hold on. So this is Trey Thomas, an All Pro, a great of all time in, in Eagles lore. And Trey, first off, welcome to BGN Radio, and welcome to the Counterpoint Podcast. How uh, how honored do you feel to be on the Counterpoint uh, Podcast? I feel extremely honored. It's like <laughs> a totally different little environment in here. It is a little bit. So the the three keys to victory, in my opinion, are one, they got to win the battle of the trenches. Two, they got to hit Tom Brady, and three, they got to score more points than the Patriots. Which do you think is the main key to beating the Patriots? Getting to Tom Brady. Yeah? Getting more, to even Tom more Brady. Than, even more important than scoring more points than the Patriots. We definitely need to score more <laughs> points than them. <laughs> but I think getting to Tom Brady is going to be extremely important. Wow. A big part of getting into that. Because then if we score more points, then we don't have to worry about the comeback. Yeah, that, that is important. <laughs> and and do you think it's a must win? Uh, I think so. I think it'll be a big win for this city, man. A must win? <sighs> I think it'll be a big win. Okay. A big win. Okay, that's fair enough, yeah. Trey. Thanks thanks for hopping on. All right, no problem. How dumb do you think Trey Thomas thinks that was? <laughs> because I kind of asked him on a whim. And uh, <laughs> we'll see if he think that was funny. I don't know if he thought it was funny or not. But whatever. Uh, oh, by the way, I don't know if you know this, but the Eagles are playing in the big game. <laughs> I think it's so stupid that these companies slash the NFL is so full of themselves that they, they, they jack up the advertising prices around the big game because they can't sell the advertising to the Super Bowl and let companies say it instead of just saying the dumbass, the big game. Everyone knows what game you're talking about, okay? Don't, don't try to sell us on the stupid, well, the big game. Uh, we don't know what game that is. It could be any game. No. NFL is full of themselves, and it makes me really angry that I have to hear commercials saying the big game when everyone knows what the big game is. Like, I, for, for example, I was driving on 95 home, and a billboard was saying, was first off, wrong colors on the Eagles and the, and the Patriots. It was black and, like, black and yellow, I think. I don't know. And it said the big game, whatever. And then it was like Philadelphia versus New England. Like, oh, my God. 
Horrible. The, the, the advertising around the NFL, around the Super Bowl, has gotten out of hand. I can't take any more of it. I can't take the big game stuff. I want you to say Super Bowl because we all know it's Super Bowl. You sound like an idiot when you say the big game. And I don't care about your stupid advertising rights. It is such bullshit. All we do is bow down to the NFL, even though I love the NFL very much. But the big game is just annoying, and I don't want to hear it anymore. So that's all I got to say about that. Thanks for the crew for joining me for, for five minutes. Speaking of the media and stuff like that, um, I got I got some media thoughts, media night thoughts, general media stuff to talk about. Fake news. She got a lot of media thoughts that for some reason all came up uh, on this podcast. So first, I want to talk about media night, and I don't care about what the quotes, anything, whatever. That's all BS anyway. I just want to say that Doug looked absolutely gorgeous on media night. Uh, Doug dressed like every one of our dads. He dressed like every suburban white dad in the history of America, all over the country. Dads were watching Doug Peterson, and they started weeping out of nowhere. Doug was was looking glorious. He had his hair parted right down the middle. The silver fox, some call him. Uh, he had uh, a, a, just a general Eagles polo on, just like every dad out there. Uh, and he had dad jeans on, and I didn't see his shoes. But if he wasn't wearing New Balances, I would be very disappointed. So, Doug, just want to say, because I know you're listening to the podcast, that your outfit was gorgeous. You're really speaking to the common man. Doug is is a common man, and I think we realized that with his media night attire because he looked glorious. Anyway, uh, second bit of media stuff I want to talk about uh, is fake news because fake news is a real problem, and I don't appreciate the fake news out there that says that Foles was a good basketball player and that he was actually getting recruited by Georgetown and Baylor and all this because it's all fake. There's no way. There's no way. That Nick Foles is a good basketball player. And I know this from watching basketball. Listen, unless Nick Foles was Kyle Korver, which again, I'm sure he wasn't, there's no way that Nick Foles was a good fucking basketball player. In what fucking world is a guy that looks like that and runs like that, like a duck, like a duck, good at basketball? Basketball is a game of 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 being smooth and you know, dunking and shooting and generally just looking like an athlete. Nick Foles to his credit, looks about as awkward as possible, but still makes plays. Even his good throws, I'm like, wow, that looked painful to throw. There's no way that the most fluid game in the world with the most fluid athletes in the world, there's no way that Nick Foles is a good basketball player. I think that's fake news. I think it's fake news. It's all fake news. I don't believe it for a second. Trust me. I got a good fake news meter. Nick Foles, not a good basketball player. Unless, again, he was like Brady Heslip from Baylor or Kyle Korver. Or J.J. Redick. Like, unless he was a 6'6", one of those guys, just a knockdown shooter, then maybe I believe it. But Nick Foles, watch the guy run for five seconds and then tell me he was a good basketball player. Finally, actually, it's not finally. Actually, let me just get to this first. So so Matt Lombardo, he, uh, supposedly they had a reviewer who ripped BGN and whatever, and this guy said he listened to both, both podcasts. And, and anyway, so... So Elliot Shore Parks, which is fine, was like, that's not really what happened or whatever. We love we love BGN, like no big deal. And I was like, all right, cool. And then Matt Lombardo quote tweets it with nothing wrong. Hold on, let me get let me get in the voice. Nothing wrong with enjoying both. We just pride ourselves on being analytical and emotionally detached from the outcomes, which is why we read that review. This is just so hilarious to me because can you imagine being like, oh man, I need some good really smart analytical football analysis. I'm going to go listen to Matt Lombardo. Yeah, 
No one's ever done that in their, their entire life. So, uh, good burn, Matt. Moving on. Uh, does anyone in the media complain more about covering the National Football League than Les Bowen? I mean, it, it's it's absolutely unbelievable how much this guy complains about about covering football, sports, having fun. What is so what is so depressing? I get like depressed going through Les Bowen's Twitter account. Like, are you kidding me, man? Come on, you're at the NFL. You're at the Super Bowl. You're having fun. It's it's covering a sport that millions of people love. Like, for example, I'm gonna go through some tweets here. These are all real. They are not fake news. They're real tweets. It's just like it's just like listen to the complaining. Vitai was halfway through answering my question when a guy walks up, shoves a boom mic at him, and shouts, "Fellow TCU Horn Frog here, how did your time in Fort Worth prepare you for this?" <gasps> Wah. Danny Amendola answering questions, but the people asking the questions can't hear much of what he's saying because an announcer is hyping the crowd to yell louder. <gasps> Wah. Doug's kind of ready for this to be over. Me too. Wah. Less, buddy. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's covering the NFL. It's covering the Eagles. They're in the Super Bowl. Smile a little bit, buddy. Just like a little bit. You don't need to be so depressed. And then, of course, I mean, what is there? What what is a real journalist without complaining about the weather in Minnesota? A- update from AccuWeather. Note: real feel. Oh, it's negative twenty-five. Hmm. You'll you'll be okay. But like less. Come on, man. You're covering the foot. You're covering the Super Bowl. Have some fun with it. Doesn't have to be so morbid all the time. Good grief. Moving on. Actually, we're not even done with the media yet because last week started banning people from the podcast. And guess what? We're adding another to the list. And it's MJD. You just made the list. Maurice Jones-Drew is so beyond banned, it's not even funny. MJD is about as banned as you could possibly be banned from the Counterpoint podcast for going on NFL Network and saying, uh, I'm rooting for the Patriots because Eagles fans are mean to me. That was MJD's whole reason why he's picking the Patriots to win this football game. What a huge crybaby. You are banned, sir. You are banned so hard from this podcast. Uh, you will, you, even if you begged, which I'm sure you will, to come on the Counterpoint podcast, guess what, MJD? You're banned. Unbelievable. I, you, you shouldn't even be allowed on the Philly airwaves anymore. I mean, what... Uh, it was a really embarrassing, babyish statement from a guy who played in the NFL. In my opinion. In my humble opinion. Alright, it's mailbag time. Let's check the mailbag. As always, you can always send your mailbag questions to counterpointmailbag at gmail.com. And of course, also send your slogans there because I, I want to come up with something creative and I'm not creative enough to do it. So I want you to help me out. Come out with a slogan that we can talk to each other about the Eagles in public and we see each other. Um, all right. So first one from James Bray. Hey, Jack. Just want to say thanks for reminding all the diseased Eagles fans that it was my fault Carson tore his ACL. To atone for my sin, I've started praying to St. Sebastian, the, past, the patron saint of athletes, before and during the game when needed. I started this before the Falcons divisional round game. I'm not a Catholic, but I don't want to bother God about a football game. How do you feel about calling on a higher power to help the Eagles? Uh, by the way, James, it's not just a football game. Come on. I mean, I think the big man upstairs gets that. 
Um, P.S. After the Falcons game, I bought a St. Sebastian pendant and had it blessed by my church. Then I prayed to St. Sebastian to give the Eagles everything they needed to win this game. Then 38-7 to happens. So, James, for you, keep doing what you're doing, buddy. Like, just do that. Keep praying to St. Sebastian. Uh, remind him that it's not just a football game. Come on. You think God's not a diseased Eagles fan? He's been through a lot. Okay. Um, how do I personally feel about calling on a higher power to help the Eagles? I cannot do it because every time I do do it, whether it was in my personal sporting career or praying for my teams, the opposite always happened. Literally, it's unbelievable and it's foolproof. Every single time I, I would pray about my team, my pitching, my golf, whatever, automatic L and like in embarrassing fashion. So me personally can't do it. James, do it, please. I mean, look at the look, look at the numbers. The analytics are there. Thirty-eight to seven, and a win over the Falcons in the divisional round. Come on. Uh, from Jeff Hinkleday, Jack loved the counterpoint and really enjoyed knowing I'm not the only person that feels super awkward when some rando on the street says "Go Birds." I wanted to tell you about a Super Bowl party that I won't be attending and get your take on whether it may be the worst party ever. The couple hosting the party is eight months pregnant and does not care about football. They've somehow hosted this party for the past three years. Everyone is invited over at 3 p.m. to watch the Puppy Bowl, then play board games once the real game starts. The festivities will start at 3 with the Puppy Bowl, followed by the less adorable Super Bowl. That was their invitation. Wow! That sounds miserable. Anyway, on Facebook, they named the party after their cat. They provide no alcohol of any kind and just sent out a memo where pigs in a blanket is the highlight. I told them multiple times that I wasn't attending any Super Bowl parties if the Eagles were in the games as I want to watch my dad. Good. Do that. Despite this, with with my no RSVP on Facebook, they kept badgering me to come and, and have essentially guilted anyone who they could find into going, aside from being trapped in the backseat of Minneapolis Uber, which may be actually more enjoyable. Is there any worse way to watch the Super Bowl? No, there is not. Jeff, leave. Move to a different state. Unfriend them on Facebook. Jeff, you cannot. I am demanding you. You cannot go to the Super Bowl party. It sounds like the single worst event in human history. This Super Bowl party. First off, I wasn't surprised when I got to the part that they named their party after their cat. They sounded like the most cat people possible. I I don't want to offend people because I offended people last week with some football takes. I like cats, but really big cat people. Come on. Anyway, um, yeah, first off, the fact that they've hosted a Super Bowl party, they're clearly only worried about the Puppy Bowl, and that sounds like a nightmare. Jeff, for me to you, I think everyone on the trust tree agrees with me. Buddy, you're not watching the Super Bowl at this house. Trust me. Watch with your dad. Your dad and you will enjoy this. You'll be happy. It'll be a great time. Watch my advice to everyone. I know we've talked about watching games alone, and we're fine with that, but... The Super Bowl is a little bit different in the fact that you want to be with people that you love, that you care about, that you care about the team as well, because it just makes it that much more special. So I know, now if you're in another country and not around family, uh, friends, are watch alone. Trust me, not a bad idea. It's way better than going to the bar or whatever. But if you have the option of watching alone or like watching with family or close friends that are also really big Eagles fans, even though they not, may not be diseased and listen to the podcast, watch with them because it's so much more enjoyable if they win. You can experience it all together. Go get hammered together. and It'll be a great time. But Jeff, stay the fuck away from that Super Bowl party. It sounds like a nightmare. 
From Demetrius Brooks, Jack, how is Chase Daniel feeling right now? Does he watch Foles in the Super Bowl, or will it be too painful? Well, here's the problem with Chase Daniel, and it's the fact that he thought he was good enough to be a starter somewhere. So the guy clearly doesn't understand his own talents, and I don't think he's upset watching Foles because he thinks he's a starter and probably thinks he's better. Now, I will say this in Chase Daniel's, uh, well, just talking about Chase Daniel, the worst quarterback I've ever seen put on an Eagles uniform. Not true. Matt McGloin was worse. He is second worst, in my humble opinion. Uh, all right, from unlutted seven two three two, whatever that means. Uh, when are you going to come up with a sweet designed, uh, uh, some sweet diseased Eagles fan merch for us? Well, uh, I think you should just at John Barchard every single day until that happens. That seems like a really fair way to handle this, does it not? John, the people need their merch. I know you don't love the Counterpoint podcast, but the people need their merchandise anyway. Uh, from Tom O'Neill, hey Jack, at what point, at what point differential do you begin to get confident or nervous in this game? I feel like I won't be confident unless we're up by 14 plus points under five minutes to go. But I will start getting nervous if we go down by seven plus at any point in the game. Uh, I agree. If they go down by seven plus, I'm just worried about Foles' ability to bring them back. Let's talk some serious football here for a second. <laughs> I know we usually never do that on this podcast, but if they do go down by seven plus, I am worried a little bit about Foles' ability to bring them back. And here's another terrifying stat, and I'm sorry I'm bringing negative energy into this podcast, but the Patriots are 4-0 in their last four playoff games when, they're been, when they've been down by 10 or more points. So even if the Eagles are up by 10 or more points, I won't feel comfortable until, until they're up by two scores, two touchdowns, uh, under like three minutes to go, and the ball in their hands. That's the only time I allow myself to feel comfortable in this game because of, of the, the, the notorious comeback nature of said New England Patriots, who still suck ass, and we're going to beat them. Whatever. Um, from Jack Cole, hi, Jack. When Nick Foles holds the Lombardi Trophy over his head, should the rest of the team start doing the skull chant just to piss off the Vikings fans even more? No, they shouldn't. They should do the Foles chant kind of like the skull chant, but with the Foles instead of skull, I think. I think it'd be hilarious. Also, your what is the line saying has been amazing. My dad has made $900 off of it. He have up the good work. So that's terrifying that people actually take my, my bets. And I've been on a bit of a heater, as you guys know. And I'll reveal what's the line saying later. But I'm glad you're making money. Betting's fun. <laughs> uh, from Michael Glovna. The Glovna. Jack, love the show. I'm from Connecticut. I've been a, a diseased Eagles fan since I was 13. Now married with kids. My wife is originally from Boston. She grew up a Patriots fan. I've managed to convert my wife to an Eagles fan. However, my wife's entire family are all diehard Patriots fans. My father-in-law in particular makes this practically his religion. His, his, he constantly reminds me of Super Bowl 39 and always tries to force his team on my kids. Because of this, I've grown a hatred for the Patriots. With that being said, I've decided to watch the game over at their house because when the Eagles win, I want to shove it in their faces. What are your thoughts? Well, first off, I just think the Eagles lost Super Bowl 39 because it was the number 39. It's probably the worst number in sports, in my opinion. Uh, generally, numbers with that end in nine are just bad numbers. Like 19, 29, 39, 49, 59. Well, and then there's 69, which is good. But um, mostly every number that ends in nine is bad. Of the collection of numbers, 39, or, or numbers that end in nine are just bad in general. So here's the thing, uh, Mike. I'm just saying, don't let that piece of shit father-in-law force his kids, or force your kids into this Patriots bullshit because... 
you know, eventually it's all going to come crashing down, right? Boston can't stay this hot forever. They deserve 100 years of losing after what they've gone through these last 15 or 16 years. Listen, Mike, be a man. Stand up. I'm sure you are. That's why I love you. But don't let him do this to your children. The Eagles are way better, way more fun to watch. It's a way more entertaining life to live than being a Patriots fan. Don't let him do it, Mike. Stay strong and raise those kids right. Uh, listen, in going over to their house, that's a personal decision. That's a decision that you can make. I personally couldn't do it. I could not watch the Patriots fans because I just I have a, an irrational fear of losing. And if they lost, I wouldn't be able to handle myself. Uh, if if this was my family, they were all you know Patriots fans. I I don't know if I'd be allowed back in the family. To be honest with you, I think I'd say some pretty messed up things. So uh, that's just my personal opinion. But Mike, listen, if you think you can handle it, if they do lose, I'm not saying they are going to lose because I think the Eagles are going to win. But if they do lose, might need to be an early exit. That's all I'm saying. Early exit, get out of there. Don't deal with the takes. So from Robert Wassel. Hi, Jack. Thanks for taking my note. First off, I want to apologize for the first time we met, which was after the we were right before Christmas when I was all by drunkenly ran up to you. Uh, I told you how bright your future in radio was, then proceeded to talk about how I enjoy that you uh, consistently shit on Matt Lombardo. Probably made a fool of myself, so I wanted to apologize. Uh, don't apologize for anything because uh, I will always take your conversation if you run up drunk. And eventually we'll have a slogan so that we can talk for real about the Philadelphia Eagles. Also, Matt Lombardo. Yeah, yeah. We're, 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 we're reading Matt Lombardo for some good analysis of the Eagles. <laughs> anyway, either way, I had an interesting question that I figured the trust tree could help me with. As you may have seen, Rodney Harrison and Freddie Mitchell went at it again this week. I don't want to go into what happened 13 years ago, but I have to ask an honest question. Does Freddie Mitchell deserve to be a thing in Philadelphia? Yes, he caught fourth and 26, but I also see him with the old Eagles on the radio making public appearances, etc., other than the one play, which led us to nothing in the long run, the guy was very much a bust. He didn't even come, get a second contract in the NFL, being a former first-round pick. I would think that is hard to do. Can we admit that Freddie Mitchell only made two plays in his whole career, but overall was a massive bust, or bust? Or am I wrong here? You are 100% correct. I don't like for one second that Philadelphia is turning pro Freddie Mitchell. Freddie Mitchell not only was an absolute trash football player, he was a first-round pick that was absolute trash. Now, did he make one big catch in one huge spot they will never forget? Sure. Congratulations, Freddie Mitchell. I wish anyone else caught that ball because that one catch has led you to being on the radio and all this stuff and getting in the, in the public eye again. No. It needs to come to an end. Freddie Mitchell was a bad player. He was a bad player and wasn't a great dude off the field as well. Freddie Mitchell, Philly, we, we cannot forget just how big of a bust Freddie Mitchell is. So, yes, Robert, I completely agree with you. We have to nip this whole Freddie Mitchell thing in the bud. This is from Hi Bubba Chuck. Hey, Jack, I'm a somewhat believer in de- destiny and the universe aligning itself for certain moments. That being said, this team in this game draws so many parallels to me of Super Bowl 36 when the Patriots run began. In that game, you had a coach taking the same team that his mentor once took to the Super Bowl and lost. The organization was looking for its first Super Bowl win, but it was going up against the defending Super Bowl champs to get there. The team had lost its starting quarterback, but still persevered through the playoffs, only to find themselves underdogs in the big game. Stop saying big game. We're done with big game. Say Super Bowl. Now, Doug, 
Uh, now plug in Doug for Belichick and Andy for Parcells. Plug in us as the Pats in 2001. Uh, it's all there, and we are that team. I believe in this team with every fiber of my being. And after Sunday, the Patriots will realize who we are and who they are. <laughs> the NFL at large will see that we are the next franchise to run things, and this is only the beginning. Fly, Eagles, fly all the way. Okay, so that's actually a really interesting comparison, and it's weird because I'm almost more confident in this team than I was in the 2004 team. Now, albeit I was eh, in like fifth grade, so <laughs> I I I experienced losses before, and I was like, ah, they just always lose this game. So, um, but yeah, it's a good comparison. I like it a lot, and I do think this is only the beginning. I'm fully there with you. Who will be the first person you call after the Eagles win the Super Bowl? This is from Krim. Uh, funny, I'm actually going to call my friend, Nick Miller, who, if you want to follow him on Twitter, you can. It's at, at N underscore Miller 7676. Uh, if you don't know Nick, because I haven't brought him up before, whenever I say, I text my buddy uh, that they're going to lose at some point in the game, it's always Nick. So Nick is a fellow diseased Eagles fan, if you want to fo- follow a fellow diseased Eagles fan um, on Twitter. And he'll be the first person I call because we, uh, we grew, we've grown up together with this team. And uh, we, we truly love this team. He also sent me a Twitter question for the Counterpoint Mailbag. Judging by the fact that you're a fake, yeah, not true, and haven't answered any of my questions yet, does being a frontrunner feel as good? Uh, it feels great. I'm in the Super Bowl. I love my team. Uh, I think we need to score more points than the Patriots to win. Um, is Nick Foles elite? Nick Foles is not elite yet, but if he wins a Super Bowl, he's automatically elite because elite quarterbacks win Super Bowls. And does Tom Brady have the it factor? Well, I'll say this about Tom Brady. If he loses to Nick Foles and Doug Peterson, him and Belichick uh, drop down a notch for me, in my humble opinion. Uh, Brandon Helms, love the counterpoint, Jack. Why do you never say in what fucking world anymore regarding harsh idiot critics of our birds? That was a catchy line and deserves to be used. Okay, so I already used this, 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 this episode, which we brought it back from the dead, but I'm going to use it again because Lawrence Tynes said earlier this week, that there's going to be a QB controversy in Philly if the Eagles do win the Super Bowl. And I just want to say, in what fucking world is that true? Because Carson Wentz was the MVP of this league, and even the Eagles players realize how good Carson Wentz is. The Eagles organization realizes how good he is. And I hope, I pray to God, that the Eagles fans in the city and around the world realize that Carson Wentz is better than Nick Foles, and he's going to lead us to many more Super Bowls. What Nick Foles did was great. What he's doing is fine. But, come on. Not going to happen. Sean Lamont. Uh, bold prediction for Super Bowl MVP. Mine would be Corey Clement. So, you bastard. Uh, you're, you're taking my guy. Corey Clement is my Super Bowl MVP. Only because everything that I say uh, bad or anti a player on this podcast turns out to be uh, the opposite happens. So, like, Kamuka Roger Hill. I was hard on him early, but it was justified. And Corey Clement, we can't forget he's a Cowboys fan. I wanted him cut. So now since I wanted him cut, he's going to come out and win Super Bowl MVP. So that's going to do it for the Counterpoint Mailbag. But we're not done the Counterpoint Podcast yet because I can't let you out of here before I get what's the line saying because apparently some people actually bet on this, which is terrifying, but whatever. Um, it, uh, when it opened, I thought it was a stone-cold lock for the birds. Uh, five and a half was big. It's dropped to four and a half because everyone seems to be betting on the Eagles. But what I think is happening, and I think what you'll see tomorrow before game time, is all of the Sharps will put money on the Eagles early to drop the line just so that they can come in and take the Patriots late. So I'm a bit worried. I am a bit worried. But at five and a half, I try to look at where the line opened at. 
And the fact that it opened at five and a half is is really it's a really strong Eagles line. So I feel good. I feel good at the five and a half. I wonder what's going to happen tomorrow on the action. But I don't like that line. Uh, I'm worried about the sharp. I mean, I like the I like the publics on the. Uh, I don't like the. I, mm. I'm a little nervous. I'm, if I'm being honest, I'll probably stay away from this game. Although, in my heart, I'm probably going to bet on the Eagles' money line just because I want to do it. But I don't know. I'm a bit worried about the four and a half, to be honest with you. I, I'm, I'm curious to see what the line does tomorrow. If it jumps back up to five and a half, that, that symbols to me that the Sharps try to get the money line. If the, if the Sharps, if it jumps to five and a half, that's a big money coming in on the Patriots. And I wonder if that's because of the sharps. If it stays at four and a half, I feel pretty confident because then Vegas, there's nothing, there's no funny business going on. Um, but that's pretty much the only only reason. So watch the line movement tomorrow. If it jumps up to five and a half, get worried. If it stays at four and a half, it means that that's what they're really trying to do, try to even out the money. That's the fair line. The Eagles will win. Simple as that. Uh, I look forward to talking to you all next week as a Super Bowl champion. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, I'll see you next week. This is what, your second record, and it's the song you wrote. Uh, yes, I'll write most of the stuff.